Hey guys, welcome to the Rosalina Maka Show. And I am so excited to be with my friend, Courtney Glade, who is the filmmaker, writer, producer. Am I missing anything? Because there's so much about you. No, no, that's that. that I act in the movie too. I got a little spot. Oh, yeah, you are in the movie. I got a little spot. Mm. In there. What brought the creation and the idea for the reading? Um, I was watching uh, uh, Bobby Brown on uh, TV years ago, and he was getting interviewed by this kid that um, he was he was doing a reading. And the kid, you know, wasn't aware of who Bobby Brown was. He knew nothing about He literally didn't know who Bobby Brown was. And so I just saw his face when he was finding out mentally things about Bobby Brown mm-hmm. that he didn't know. He was like, you're Whitney Houston's husband. And I'm like, oh, he didn't like, he didn't know that. But it was just interesting to see a reader find out something about someone and then their emotions on how they go through that. So it was just an interesting thought. And so whenever you're trying to think about how do I make this vision a reality, how did you go about picking the cast? Because you did a great job picking the cast. They all work very well together. Um, so I knew Monique was it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, when when before I put pen to paper, I knew she was it. I knew I was going to get her mm-hmm. and I knew she was it. So if like that was one of the things that was great when we were uh, once I wrote it for her. Mm-hmm. So oh. it wasn't really a yeah, that was it was it was for her from the beginning. So um how things came together, you know, God did his thing, everything worked out great. But with this particular cast, like um uh, I had an idea, but then the the actors came in and just happened to be who I was looking for. I didn't have to do much. They kind of just melted into the characters that I was looking for. What is it like with this particular cast? Because you go to LA, you go to New York, you're always traveling, you're always moving around mm-hmm. from place to place. Why did you pick Houston as a spot to do this film? We got them boys. We we it though. Like I think people confuse what Houston has. You don't have you don't have to nothing against those cities, but that's not a that's not a hard choice. We we got them here. A lot of them moved to Atlanta to go at. They're originally from here. So it's kinda like why go to another city when everything is in your backyard anyway? It wasn't complicated like at all. Mm. Like not even a little bit. Did that help for the budget for the creation of the film? Because I know these movies can get very expensive when it comes down to editing and all of that stuff. Um, I mean, not really. Um, you when you're making films, you have a budget from jump. You're either gonna hit that budget or it ain't it's not gonna get made. You're not gonna finish or you're gonna go be begging for some more money. I think I do really, really well when it comes down to like budgeting. I'm an independent filmmaker. So if I can't get it I'm going to not hire this job and then I'm going to do that job myself. The greatest thing about the reading, you had my director, Gracie, that can do multiple jobs. You have my editor, Stan, that can do multiple jobs. Jessica, my AD, that can do multiple jobs. So it's everybody is hands on when it comes down to an independent film. I mean, when it comes down to making an independent film, you know, so it's not necessarily a budget thing. It's about putting the right people in the right places that you know can tackle that and if a fire happens they can put that fire out too okay and you had many film days since the pandemic started Mm -hmm. what was your favorite film day um i think my honestly i think it was the first day when monique came on set because for us in houston it was huge so she came in welcoming and everything of that nature so it was to see everybody because i was nervous about that Mm. i was nervous about mixing that culture yeah but it was just so much love. So, and it became real for me 
at that point because like before that, you know, things happen to make a, so many films don't make it to the finish line. Mm-hmm. So when we got there and we was getting ready to say action, it, it's a feeling that you really can. It's something that I thought about. This is a this is a story that I thought about that's now coming to light. So I think the first day was the first day when everybody was there. It's like a, a really good day for me. I like it. Now, in this particular film, because already speaking to different cast members, I know that you can watch this film probably mm-hmm. two or three times, maybe mm-hmm. five times or ten mm-hmm. times. Right, and you're right. going to watch something different mm-hmm. and see something different every time. Mm-hmm. So for you, what would you say could be some hidden messages? Are there hidden messages in this film? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just pay attention, you know. Um, I love twists and turns. Pay attention. You're definitely gonna you're gonna watch a movie, and then at the end you're gonna see something, and then you're gonna be like, "Oh, I missed that," and then you're gonna watch it again from a different perspective. And then in the middle you're gonna see something and be like, "I didn't see that at first. and then you're gonna watch it again and get a different perspective. Oh. Now, all of those perspectives are gonna be great perspectives, but you you definitely will watch it from like three different points. I like- I can honestly tell the audience this: what you think you know, you have no idea. Okay, three adjectives. Mm-hmm. Describe this movie in your words as a director and the creator. The one um, roller coaster. Bananas. <laughs> um, and um, uh, surgical. I keep, I keep, that's my surgical. Surgical. The, the cast from Monique, Didi, Lisa, Chastity, Rank, uh, McCulley, Ian. They played their characters in a very surgical way. This was this was surgery from everybody's perspective, from the time they stepped on, the time they stepped on set to the time they left. So that would be. What are you most proud of? Finishing, finishing. Um, just many finishing. people just don't finish. Yeah, many, and, and that's that's not a film. That's just. Com- in completion of something. Most people don't complete things in their lifetime. A lot of we they say that the grave is one of the most uh, richest places ever because it died. So many ideas die, and I have mm. so many. You know what I'm saying? So completing is is one of the things I'm just most proud of because I don't come from a, a family that was creative and worked for themselves. I, I come from that family that graduated high school, went got a job, retired from that job. You know, possibly moved out the hood, but just a little bit out the hood, but visits, you know, grandma's still in it. I come from that. So doing something on my own and, and completing it um, um, was a great achievement for me. Regardless of what, not, and again, I say not film, just completing something and completing it for not just me, for others that have, that needed something to be completed to push their careers wherever it needed to be. These are so many life gems that you're saying right now where I can elaborate and keep going. What do you want the audience to take away from whenever they watch this? Is there are there any lessons to be learned? Yeah, like we don't we uh my people don't just do a certain type of film. Jordan Peele is is showing different. I'll be showing different. There's not a genre that we do best. We can tell all types of stories. This mm. isn't a black film, it's a film. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, it, we when we put that tag, we don't put that tag on any other films, but our film, just stop putting the tag on it. This film um, will be enjoyed by whatever ethnicity you, you are. If you like a great film, this would be one of them. This, is, this will be one of the films that you will go down as one of your favorite films to a few people. Hey, Thanks. I love Thanks. that. That is so exciting. Jeez, uh, that's exciting. Yeah. Man, when it comes down to who, we, what's the next step for you? Oh, more shit. Like, I, I want to do uh, so much more. Um, and I want to bring these films to Houston just like we, this was done here. Okay. We will do more here. So you're going to be looking for more actors for these projects. You know, who do you want to work with? I'm open, but I really love my team. I haven't I haven't tapped into anybody. Mm-hmm. We've only seen the surface of everybody on that set. So it's interesting. And um, I'm excited to go even deeper. Listen, the God, just kidding. Courtney, he said it. And uh, I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud. And... You guys, you really have to watch this movie. It's going to be amazing. We have to support our own. And Houston, we're going to be on the map, okay? <laughs> we're going to be on the map. Guys, thank you for watching The Rosalind Amaka Show. Courtney, thank you for being here. And I'll see you guys next time. February 2nd, BET Plus. Yes. Check out the reading. Most likely, I need you to be at home watching it yourself on your TV so we can keep those numbers up. February 2nd, tune in to BET+. Plus. And matter of fact, just tag BET and tell them we sent you. Thank you. I don't want to do this anymore. Remember that guy, Johnny. What happens when I touch you? Emma Leighton. She's an author. What's the catch? This guy's the one doing your reading today. I've heard some amazing things about you. How did you do that? We got a snap out of it. This guy? Hey, mommy. What you doing?